All right, you can always hit us up at the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line, 918-262-5072. That's 918-262-5072. Had one of my buddies hit me up on the uh, personal line that said, you know, because of the home video game console, you know, the entire concept past a certain age of having your initials up as having a top score kind of went out the window once we all became gamers inside of the household and yeah i completely agree with that because then it. but there's still something special about going to mazio's and seeing your initials on pac-man and yeah of course of course now you can just do it online and see them post all the scores like when i race in mario kart against people from from across the world it's like yeah yeah you look at that time i just put up (laughs) suck on that buddy Plus, you always had that. friends here's that would tell you about you. how great they did at home, right? And it's like, I, okay, I don't believe you. <laughs> yes, yes. Put up or shut up time right here right. inside and of the arcade. You know, their their uncle was Axel Rose. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Axel Rose from, like, Tahlequah, Oklahoma. was. <laughs> All right, at uh, 3.32 here on the Blitz 1170, I'm going to play this clip. And it's from Kirby Smart, and this is what I want to get into in this segment because it's been debated here now over the last couple of days, maybe since even the start of bowl season, and it's picked up momentum even from where it has been a few years ago. But a very simple question, do we, the general we, have a bowl problem? Here's Kirby Smart. Maybe I'm wrong here, and maybe this will be a bad soundbite, but people need to see what happened tonight. And they need to fix this. It needs to be fixed. It's very unfortunate that they, who has a good football team and a good football program, are in the position they're in. And everybody can say it's their fault and it's all their own problem. All right? And everybody can say that we had our guys and they didn't have their guys. I can listen to all that. But college football has got to decide what they want. And I know things are changing. And I think things are going to change next year. And you know what? There's going to still be bowl games outside of those. People got to decide what they want and what they really want to get out of it, because it's really unfortunate for those kids on that sideline that had to play in that game that didn't have their full arsenal, and it affected the game 100%. Okay, so that's Kirby Smart after Georgia dropped an absolute bomb on Florida State and beat them by 60 points. I I will say that I don't know if I've ever seen a coach react like that after a 60-point win, but... I think he brings up some truth in the scenario, but then at the end to hear Kirby smart basically say, I felt bad for those kids on that other sideline that had to be a part of that. What you mean, get the opportunity to play, which is what the majority of them are going to school for and playing football in the first place. Like Kirby's still looking at this through a lens of what bowl games represented multiple years ago. And some of this, he's right, is a college football problem, but it's not all a college football problem. Some of this is a leadership problem, a coaching problem, all of it. Because in that same breath, Kirby basically said, hey, you can throw all the facts that you want to at me. All right, you convinced a lot of your guys to stay. Plus, your roster has far more depth in terms of quality players than virtually anyone else in college football, even Florida State. Maybe only one or two programs across the country have a deeper roster than what Georgia has. You convince those guys to stay. Florida State couldn't. So I get what he's what he's saying there, but I guess my ultimate question in the 
do we have a bowl game problem is what version of bowl games are we still hanging on to should be the basic question. I was talking with Scott about this earlier. Are we still hanging on to the 1980s version of bowl games in which there were, what, 18 bowl games total? The majority of them played a very significant role in what was going to happen in terms of national championship where we still had, and even prior to the 80s, multiple agencies that could just go out on their own and declare someone being a national champion. I mean, for crying out loud, I didn't even know until I went to um, Michigan State a few years ago that Michigan State claims five national championships in football. I'm like, what? when the hell did that happen? I don't, I don't remember any of that. And the debate about which one counts, which one doesn't, Alabama, how many they claim when we were basically handing out national championship trophies to at, at some points, like eight different teams in one calendar year, we had a very limited amount of bowl games. So which version of bowl games are we hanging on to 80s, 90s version or the version now where we have what 42, 43 bowl games that have been created essentially as props for television. And they're not going anywhere. You guys can complain about this all that you want. The games are not going into anywhere because we know the real entity that controls college football, and that is television networks. And if you got a problem, if you have a problem with the Birmingham Bowl, then that's kind of on you. Your point, Colby, is just, just don't watch. No one's don't forcing you to yeah. watch it at all. They're still getting numbers that equate to ESPN and the like saying, you know what, that's worth our time of throwing that together, paying someone a very handsome salary that runs the bowl game, and us controlling operations of it. Like, it's still worth it to them to sell ads in total as a package and to have the amount of people that are watching that game at a point in which, hell, I mean, even large market radio stations, everyone takes three, four weeks off at a time when ratings are like it's the holiday season. They're racking them up at a time where people have more time off and they're more intrigued by what's happening with a football game that's, that's being played at 1 o'clock in the afternoon than they ever would before. But I guess I don't understand where the sanctity of the bowl argument still gets played here in 2024. There are a lot of bowl games of higher caliber that we can all agree that are a level above the other games. And yes, the Orange Bowl was, a, was made out to be a joke this year because of some pretty unique circumstances that a lot of people never thought that would happen a power five team getting left out and rolling through undefeated. But next year, at least one savior is coming. So all the arguments are right now, when you know that the entire landscape is getting into change, I, there's, not, there's not a perfect answer on how to fix all of this. So that's, that's where I'm at. I, do we have a bowl problem? I don't think so. Because you just have to change your perception of what a bowl game is right now in terms of what level and what quality of a game that you are basically taking your time to either go to or spend your time sitting down and watching on a television screen. Well, I do think we have a bowl problem. That doesn't mean that I'm not still paying attention, but it, it's, I think, a, a lesser product than it could be. And when you ask the question, like, what version are we hanging on to, like, I don't think the collective we are hanging on to any version. It's college football 
that is hung on to this version of bowl games meaning something and literally stopping progress in the sport for the sanctity of bowl games. And now we collectively look at bowl games and don't value them the same way. And college football is the one that's still shoving them down our throats. So, like, when he says college football has a problem, I think he's spot on. College football has done everything in their power to preserve, quote-unquote, the, the history of the bowls while also doing everything in their power to not necessarily prop them up and make them the best product they can possibly be. For example, if you just started playing bowl games a week after the regular season ended and not have this long gap where roster turnover happens, you know, maybe that prevents a lot of this stuff, especially in the lower bowl games, right? Like mm -hmm. there are ways that I think you can go about this that ultimately give us a better product. But the reality is they don't care, right? Those bowls, whether there are good players playing in them or not, are going to do better ratings than whatever Yes. than whatever else these networks are going to air at that point in time, right? So they don't care. They're making money no matter what. So is there something that is ultimately a a fix? Because I'm here to tell you, like people will still tune in to watch those games. I I will tune in to watch a a game and I I do this for a living, but what is my care factor for say the Music City Bowl? And I, I'm not picking on one bowl individually. The Music right, City right. Bowl is is a, is a bowl that I was trying to find like a mid tier, not elite level, mid tier, but not bowl. Gasparilla or Fenway Wasabi Fenway Bowl type, somewhere that's right in the middle. I, I mean, I, I'm excited sometimes to see what the potential matchup of brands are, but in terms of like overall in depth care, eh, it's on. So so I'll watch it. So. What is then the true fix that some people are looking for, and what are they actually trying to fix? People actually, like, guys not opting out to play in a bowl game? Is that what the ultimate fix is here that they're talking about? Is that going to increase ratings by what they are? No. I mean, I mean the, the stats would tell you no, that that's not going to increase I that. I think Kirby's talking about just competitive balance within – these games and the sport, right? Like I, I don't, he, I, he's absolutely not looking at it from a money-making television entity lens. He's looking at it from the football side alone. And you know, there are, there are different angles that I think you have to perceive everything from. And while I think we can all agree from a football aspect, Kirby's comments are spot on. As I just said, like the people in charge don't care. They don't care. They're making money. Why would they care? Why would they go out of their way to change something that's already making them money? Which we fought we, we've forever seen with the, the powers BCS. that be in college football literally do nothing but whatever is in their own best interest for the entire history of the sport. Why would they change now? Of course they're not going to change. But isn't there a little bit of, of hypocrisy that comes along with that, with someone like Kirby who's who's saying that, knowing that, and like, bowl bonuses and everything else that gets thrown in from, like, a head coaching perspective with this? I, get, I, I know he's sitting here and saying, like, hey, we need to do this for, for the young men that are here on that. Like, okay, so you're for the players in certain aspects – 
Like, that's the thing that you're standing up for them for? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, this is what you're you're waving the banner for in terms of the players? Like, you know, they got, I mean, they got yeah. their ass kicked in the Orange Bowl, and I you're don't, upset I don't, about that? I guess I don't follow Kirby close enough to know, like, other times that he has or hasn't taken a stand on, on different topics, so... I guess I like I I wouldn't know where to say that line is for him because but. I would rather hear Kirby go. You know what? We do have a problem because we've propped up a lot of these bowl games for a long period of time. To your point, and then let's get to, let's really cut to the chase about what you're what you're angry about. I I have still yet to hear multiple coaches, especially ones that carry the same amount of clout that. Kirby Smart does and go, you, the general you, college football, because you haven't decided yet to change any type of calendar that puts us all in this mess. This is where this is where we're getting into a lot of these problems. Like none yeah, of them 100%. really stand, stand up and say that. They all hem and haw around it. You've got one or two that might say a few comments, but I want if if Kirby's that pissed about all of this, I want him to stand up in front of every time that he gets in front of a microphone and say it. Like every time, like hey, and then are there ideas that that he potentially has in conversations that he's had behind the scenes that you feel like that you might that you might be able to have some sort of pathway? Is it the process to which? You sign an NIL deal, and if you don't play, you have to give back a certain amount of your money from your NIL deal because you didn't play in a bowl game. Is it the fact that college football should just go ahead and make them employees and part of your base pay is based around you playing in the bowl game? Yeah, that would be – I mean, that that's that's one way to fix a lot of problems and help yourself in the postseason situation, right? Nick Caparelli, who's, been, who's in charge of bowl season – has been saying for a while that, in his opinion, he thinks that it's a dumb rule that let's just use the Texas Bowl as an example. That the Texas Bowl couldn't go to someone like Ollie Gordon and go, Ollie, we'll give you a little bit of cash here to actually promote the Texas Bowl. Like, we want to use your name, image, and likeness, go out there, do multiple interviews, like right. jump on ESPN, jump on Fox's format, do some podcasts, do big college football podcasts, do this. We'll pay you. We'll pay you to do this instead of the schools doing their own promotion of this. Like that was Nick Caparelli's entire argument on the this. The problem is, once again, though, that takes money out of the suit's pocket. That's right? that's right. And they're never that, going to do that. That's right. That's right. I, I think it's a brilliant idea. I think we actually had that same conversation this time last year. Like, I think that's a brilliant idea. And in theory, that should be something that is already happening, right? Like, these guys are, everyone is profiting from all these players, right? From name, image, and likeness. And why wouldn't you somehow pay these guys in bowl scenarios to be the ambassadors of the bowl they're about to play in for the big name guys? Like, it, 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 it's so easy to do, but once again, this comes back to, college football's greatest issue which is greed at the very top and and nobody wanting to let that money trickle down in any other direction and i can't wait to see where this goes 
with 12 teams next year and using the New Year's Six Bowl games and hosting quarterfinals and semifinals in the rotation, and then the other, what, 30-plus bowl games to see what happens with those. And yeah, what I the mean, conversations it's still going to be a situation where at least next year we'll have more meaningful matchups, right, because of the expanded playoff. But, yeah, I mean, the playoff, in a sense, has, I think, taken away the value of, of the bowl structure in general. And, look, I mean, I would say even before the playoff, though, there were a lot of people that didn't give a damn about the, the lower-tier bowls, no. right? Like, there are people that, that I think – proclaim that bowl season used to be great but some of those same people before we had the cfp complained that we had too many bowls and didn't give a damn about the 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 bowls that were played in the first you know week or so of bowl season so it's it's always kind of been i think one of those things where outside of the elite bowls there's a portion of the college football watching public that doesn't care period and only cares about big brands in big bowl matchups but you know now we've reached a point where did you like, I watched Ohio State-Missouri in the Cotton Bowl, right? Like, I watched the, the entire game, and I was entertained. But did I care about who won, or did I, like, walk away from that having any feeling about, no, of course I didn't. Why would I? Right? Ohio State's playing without their starting quarterback. Like, is that Ohio State team representative of the team that played 12 games this regular season? Or is that in any way going to give me some sort of idea as to what I expect from Ohio State next year? Of course not. No, that not would be ridiculous. Not at all. And look, there was a point in time where that was a thing because you had a lot more roster continuity than you have now. But that's the other aspect of this. We've just reached a point where because college football operates the way that it does, you know, uh, you can be entertained by these games. But I mean, how much how much real meaning is there? With, with the outcome of any of these. I, I just don't think there is. Well, that's and why... I, and I love the bowl games. That, that's why, going back to the... If the ultimate decision-makers of the power players inside college football live in TV exec offices and giant networks, more on that in a bit, because evidently Fox is gearing up to make uh, an unheard-of run for all of the college football playoffs beginning in twenty six. Uh, to the point to where they have decided that they weren't even going to bid on anything else other than their NFL properties to make sure they had enough money to make a run at this. But the the ratings have been great. And the, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, the Holiday Bowl, the Texas Bowl, the Military Bowl, all of them drew over 2.2 million viewers. There's not a single NBA or NHL game that eclipsed even 500,000. Yeah, on that on that same day, so like college football has worked itself into the number two spot in terms of ratings and revenue on the on the television side behind the NFL, and that gap is still rather significant to where the NFL is. But college football is clearly defined as the number two now, and I, it, it is of my opinion that. I don't really think that it matters one way or the other. It's been proven that when when people say, well, we need to fix this or fix that, they never just allow football to take care of itself. You know what I mean? Like, And, and the, the consumer at home is actually allowing football to take care of itself. It's just football. People love football, and they're still tuning in to watch it at incredible rates no matter who plays in the game and who doesn't. 
The, the consumer's actually betting on football. Oh, no, I'm getting the look. Is that the look? Do you have to go to the restroom? Okay. You can say yes, you have to go to the restroom. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's <laughs> looking at me. I saw someone come up from behind my shoulder. So that's that's my entire point on where we're at right now with bowl games. I, I don't know if, if doing that means one thing or the other. Um I know we need to get to a break, so I'll we save did. this. But there, I have there is I have a question about a possible fix. Okay. To all this that I would like to hear your take on. Let's carry that over to the next segment because she just told me it's an emergency. So we'll take a timeout. Uh, more on this subject when we come back on the opposite side of this timeout with Colby Daniels here on the Blitz 1170, and we're streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app.